When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Jamie Carragher, and you are listening to the Copite Podcast. What is happening, everyone? Welcome back to the Copy Podcast. It is another stat show. So, as you know, it is Mick and it is Mike from Opta once again. And it's uh, another Liverpool victory we're doing this. I don't, I'll need to look back and do a stat show on the amount of stat shows we've done and how many wins we've got because I imagine it's quite high. But yeah, yet another Liverpool victory 3 0 over Forest, another great win. But, uh, before we get stuck into all the good stuff, Mike, how are you doing? Yeah, really well. Had a nice little week off last week. Um, nice. So um, yeah, so I'm feeling refreshed and ready to get some more stats out there. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we were talking about about it before we started recording. What like stats is like? I mean, obviously it's your job, but it is like it is like the I'd say the most popular that it's ever been in. Like in basically probably all sports in terms of like yeah. how to dissect stuff and it. It's not the be all and end all, and this these shows aren't like I guess too serious unless we're talking about Mo, how Mo Salah is the best player in the world. But apart yeah. from that, it's generally like just to highlight the good stuff that Liverpool are trying to do. And before we get like into the, I guess into the game and stuff, of course the the lineup and 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 whatever. I imagine we probably all could have predicted it to, to a man what was going to start until the of course the horrible stuff came out about um Lewis Diaz's parents back home that both were kidnapped and then his mum's been um safely returned which is great news but apparently at, at the time of recording this his father's still still not back home and it's I mean it's it's just horrible isn't it because I think Diaz I think Klopp confirmed after the game Diaz would have started the game so it's just horrible and Klopp saying like yeah this is just something that you you, you can't legislate you can't like think about that going into the game because it shouldn't even be it shouldn't even be a thing it should be an injury or no. suspension not not something like this where you miss a game so it's it's horrible isn't it yeah I, I, how do you even Klopp said he's had over a thousand games as a manager and he's never experienced anything like it and well I can't remember it ever happening so it's it's absolutely crazy and your thoughts go out to Diaz and his family and his mum obviously will be still worried about where the father is as well so um, yeah we just Hope and pray that he turns up safe as soon as possible. Really, yeah, definitely. It's just that I mean, you can't even you can't even to begin to think what he's been going through and stuff. And of course, Jota starting his place gets the goal, runs over, gets the gets his one of yeah. it. He has a shirt and and kind of sh- parades it for everyone to. To convey that everyone's thinking about him, and then I, I saw Diaz like repost it on his Instagram. So of course yeah. he was watching the game and still still checking in and stuff. But his mind would have been fully elsewhere, and and it was mm. to be expected. But 
yeah, Jota gets the goal um, in terms of the game, like 30, 31st minute. And yeah, it was a it was a lovely goal to kind of break what was what we expected straight away. You think you, I think from the fit, the fit, the kickoff of the game, usually it's passed back, Canate, long ball. Van Dijk was kind of saying, nah, don't do that because these have yeah. basically gone straight into formation, 10 behind the ball. And you could see that was going to be the kind of pattern of play and try and break away with the landing on the pace. But I think when you get a goal in the thir- first 30 minutes like we did, it, it just kind of breaks them down a little bit. And it was a it was a lovely goal and a, and a lovely tribute to Luis Diaz as well. Yeah, I think a lot of times we've said it sort of this season, Liverpool haven't started games very well and often gone 1-0 down early on. I think we've spoken about that in this show, to be fair, how... how Many times it's happened over the course of the year. Um, but so it was nice to see Liverpool started on the front foot straight away and sort of really never looked troubled in the entire first half. It was just a case of right, when are they going to get a good enough opening to get the goal? Um, and it came from a nice little link up between Salah and Nunez and then the rebound jaws there to, to put it in. And yeah, it was it was nice to see him pay tribute to um to Diaz um to show that. They were they were playing for him really I guess um, more than anything because I think the players will have been having him in the mind throughout the game really I know they're obviously focusing on their jobs and, and getting the win but they will have had that on their mind as well so it was a nice tribute but yeah as as you say um, I think it was a case of it's important to get the first goal here because don't give them anything to defend don't give Forest anything to say right because they were already going to sit with ten men behind the ball. Um, it was just a case of don't give them a lead to defend because then it becomes nervy and the nerves can then come onto the to the pitch. Um, but that we didn't allow that to happen, so that's really good. Yeah, and you mentioned the Nunes and Salah link up, which we'll we'll save the best to last. We'll save it after the last um, section of the the show because there's some good stuff to discuss. But it is, like you said, a great a great goal, and then we we then back her up with an, with another goal four minutes later. And Nunes, of course, he's involved in the uh, the first goal, and then he gets his his goal on it. To, when you watch it back, it's a lovely. It is a lovely piece of play by Liverpool with Zobislai, and he feeds it into Salah. Salah then kind of pulls it back and then um, clips it into Zobislai, and then Zobislai just hits it back. And Nunes is just there, right place, right time. And yeah, I mean, it's he is box office. Nunes, of course, he go. He then goes on to try and score an overhead kick from the edge of the box, which we just, yeah. we've just been laughing about before we started. Like um, after the miss uh, against Toulouse and he, he's still in there, still scoring still involved, still being a menace, still creating havoc but again he, he still gets on the score sheet again and another goal where you think right 2-0, 35th minute the way they're playing uh, for us, like you kind of just felt at that point that Liverpool, the way we've been playing and the, the kind of the mood that we're in at the moment where everyone's all over the pitch, everyone's running everywhere, it's obviously like Basically, the leader of that pack just—he's—he's he's absolutely just just appears out of nowhere in every position. It's just—it's—it's it's amazing to see. But I mean, it's—I just straight away I was just like contrasting it to like last year because I think yesterday was one year since we got beat by Leeds at Anfield, and you look back at that time thinking we just didn't have an identi- identity. We looked a shadow, and fast forward a year, and of course, at the end of last season, we saw it with the with the new setup, and we've just took it into. This year in Liverpool just look like just a more controlled. Like there's times where we look a bit maybe um, defensively um, susceptible to, um, to counter attacks, but I feel like we've just fa- kind of found our rhythm again. And I think Nunes and like mentioned Zobislai and all the other lads have, have made have made a big effort to to kind of get us to that point again, haven't they? 
Yeah, it's to be honest, it's nice to see like Nunez now getting a run of games because I don't think he's even last season he never got a consistent run where he's starting regular games. Like if if you actually look of his um, fifty five appearances, he's only had thirty three starts. So that's twenty two as a sub. So it's about three and five sixty percent ish of comers um, from starters. So I think it's been and Sobislai literally played every minute this season. So the two you mentioned there are getting now game time more regular game time and I think that helps last season I don't think Liverpool ever really had that where they had a settled team for a sustained period not certainly not the, the, the team Klopp would have wanted to have out for, for that regular period so that really does help and, and and as you mentioned with the second goal I think that that the game was over from that point on because I think, I think Liverpool took the foot off the gas from then thinking right we've, we've got the second goal that's a two goal cushion now we don't need to go gung-ho and and Sweaters, sweaters, bollocks off trying to get a third and a fourth because there's there's no there's no need. There's a long old season to come. The game the game was sort of killed by that um, second goal really, and so that that was I'd say the second was almost as important as the first. Obviously, you need the first, but just that second just to give you the cushion, and then I think the crowd then can relax and the whole the players can relax, and then it becomes a completely different game. And Forest obviously then really had to think right. Well, what do we do now? Do we have a damage limitation and try to? Stay with ten men behind the ball, or do we try come out and really didn't do either? Really, <laughs> they kind of weren't much of a threat. Um, but yeah, I felt that second goal was a lovely, lovely goal, helped by getting the first because then Forest maybe did open up a little bit more, and and it gave that that opportunity for Sobosly to break forward and, and put the ball in. And as you say, Nunez, the box office player that he is, getting those big chances. Um, and it obviously gave him the confidence. Although he'd have probably gone for the overhead kick even if he hadn't scored knowing him. <laughs> but um yeah, it gave him the confidence to try stuff like that. Um so it was it was just really nice to to see players playing with that freedom and confidence. Yeah, I think even just something as simple as you're saying there, like two nil the game's over. I think like even if you look back to last year when it was two nil, it was the game was never over in those no. in those games. Because you always thought if they score and there's a high likelihood that they will. Liverpool <laughs> might start to crumble a little bit, and like now that you're yeah. at a point where you're like, right, two, we've got players who can control it, and even if we try something that doesn't come off, we can we can get the ball back because we've got we've got workmen in there now. If you even look at the Forest fixture last year, the three-two, like we yeah. just never felt like we made such hard work of that <laughs> game when it should have been. We 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 were we were pretty dominant in that match as well, and suddenly somehow concede two goals. So it's just. Um, it's, I think that's hopefully a good sign that this season this is a better Liverpool team. Um, and, well, we touch wood and we, and we, we hope and pray that it is, that is the case. Um, but, yeah, it was so it just shows the contract in, in terms of the contrast in terms of the exact fixture last season that where Liverpool have come. Yeah, definitely. I feel like they're that, I think we've done a statue after that game, and we're just like laughing about like the the long throws and just getting absolutely yeah. obliterated. And they tried it even in this game, and we were like, "Nah, mate, not today. It's yeah. Not happening today." We've um, learned. Yeah, learned a valuable lesson that day. That was what. Yeah, it was horrific. Uh, but yeah, Nunez's tenth goal contribution, if I'm right, ten goals and four assists, which is again, yeah, what a what a player. Like he's just. He can miss miss open goals, but he can he can do mad stuff and crazy stuff. And he's just I wouldn't change him for anyone. I really wouldn't. I just feel like he's so he's so key to what we're what we're doing, and he just creates so much havoc. But he's kind of honed that a little bit, which we'll we'll get onto a little bit at, at the end of the show. Um, and then just to, just the complete in terms of completeness with the goals, it was all three of the of the front three scored, and and Salah yeah. Salah gets his goal on the seventy seventh minute, and 
it's a like Zobislai hadn't had an assist before this game, and he goes and gets two in the in the same in the same game. But I, when you watch this one back, I just I love that the way it comes down. He's got the presence of mind just to chest it, and I mean not just chest it and then clear it or whatever. He's got he's, he's chesting it and then letting it drop and then like working to find Salah because he knows Salah's going to be there, of course. And then to play a foot with his weaker a ball with his weaker foot the way that he did into that area, the keeper coming out was was a bit mad, but. He played it with such swerve into the into the right area and power on it, and then Salah's all, all Salah's got to do is make sure he gets the goalie to commit, and then you yeah, know, just knock it in with his right foot where he's getting ever more goals with his right foot. But it was a even that was just like a really pleasing goal. Even like you said, the goal the game was up at two 0 but to get it a third and to kind of cap it off and let Salah get a goal and obviously another assist was was lovely to see, weren't it? Yeah, um, I, I, I'm going to have to, when I've got time, look up how many times Liverpool have scored on the counter-attack from a corner when defending a corner. Because I feel like we're so dangerous when we break away from defending our own box. You know, Salah's always then looking to, to run out and, and, and get a chance. And yeah, I mean, he got a bit of fortune, Sobersly, with the, the goalkeeper misjudging sort of the flight of the ball, really, and, and letting Salah in. So he got a bit of fortune, but he deserved it because, he, like you say, it was his first thought was, right, can I play? somebody in and, and he looked up and Salah was wheeling away <laughs> up the pitch at full pelt. Um, so it was nice to see that he got rewarded for that. And um, was, and, and I was a bit worried that if the goalkeeper gets a touch, Sobersline might not have got the assist if he'd have like touched it on its way through to yeah. Salah, he'd have taken it away. But he didn't, thankfully. So Sobersline gets the assist that he deserves. So as I say, goes from no assists for Liverpool to two. Um, I mean, it, the amount of chances he's creating, he'll get he'll get a lot more of a course of the season, I'm sure. Um, so, in fact, he created others in that game as well. Um, in, on on at the weekend, so yeah, really really pleasing. Yeah, I just want to touch on the the tweet that you put up as well because you might as well now we're talking about um, Mo Salah. Just having a look at it now, seven hundred and twenty nine retweets, six point seven thousand likes as at time of recording. Um, yeah, I saw this one and I was looking through the replies and then a few people were like, you're a horrible man. To Tottenham fans have found it. <laughs> oh, have they as well? Is that why? Um, yeah. Yeah, that's... Yeah. Well, you can you can tell it tell us what it is. But yeah, I did read that and then kind of relive the horror of, of Spurs all over again. And we would then... you I'd have to message you and go, why have you posted this? It, makes, it just makes <laughs> you feel... It doesn't make yeah. you feel horrific, but it's just like, it, what what could have been? If that if it would have been a, if it would have been given as a goal, I, I said to you it's sort of almost almost. Please highlight the word almost. Don't make me think I'm I'm more bothered about this than than win. But I'm almost more annoyed than uh, that it costs Salah this record that I'm about to say. The mo- almost more than it cost Liverpool the points in the game. Um, so in that Tottenham game, obviously Diaz had the goal, which the PGMOL had to apologise. For ruling out incorrectly, they give it offside when it shouldn't have been. Um, and Salah set up that goal, and he didn't get a goal or an assist other than that in that game. If he'd have got been, if that goal had been correctly awarded as it should, Salah would have now had a goal or an assist in each of his last sixteen Premier League games, which would have broken the record for that by any player um, in the Premier League. The current record is fifteen, which is Jamie Vardy when he had that amazing run when Leicester won won the league. And Salah himself as well in the 21-22 season, he had a run of 15 as well. Um, so those two had a record of 15. Salah would be on 16 if it wasn't for that. 
Now, for all, if that, there probably won't be any Spurs fans watching this, but for any Spurs fans who found that tweet and had a go at me and said, oh, they're still crying about it a month later, <laughs> that tweet's not about you. That tweet is not about that game. I am over it. Well, not really, but <laughs> we're, 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 we're past it on the, in terms of, yeah, we've got no points. We've got to accept that. Um, what I was trying to make the point was how good a run Salah is on at the minute. That's that's the the, the tweet is about Mo Salah. I don't care about Spurs, frankly. Uh, the tweet was about Mo Salah, and um, yeah, so it's got a lot of engagement and some abuse in there, and some Spurs fans telling Liverpool fans to stop crying and things like this. And <laughs> always listen. We'll see where we both finish at the end of the season, then we might dig a few of them Spurs fans' tweets up. But um, yeah. Uh, so that the tweet was just to show the run of form Salah is in. So basically in his last 16 Premier League appearances, even if you don't count that assist, he has 11 goals and nine assists. So 20 goal involvements in 16 games, which is, and that's without that assist that he should have had for Diaz. So it's an astonishing run that he's on. And I saw some people say when the Saudi bids were coming in in the summer, oh, he's showing signs of decline. If you can point, if someone can back that up to me, I'd, I'd be impressed because I'm seeing no signs of decline there when he's going 16 in a row where he's getting at least a goal or an assist. He is, I, I say it all the time and I've said it on the show, I've said it to you, you've got to appreciate him while he's here because he won't be here forever whether he goes next year or whenever, it doesn't matter. Just appreciate how good this guy is. That, that's, that's all the tweet is about. And if Spurs fans want to think it was about them, that's on them. <laughs> It wouldn't be Twitter if, if there wasn't someone, at least one person in the comment of a, a tweet that's got loads of engagement that says cry more. That's just like, it's it, it's just part of like, just to be like part of the law. There's just got to be at least one person that does that. But yeah, I, I agree. It's like, like Sal, um, Klopp, Klopp's referenced it recently saying like Salah's always, been, I think he said something along the lines of Salah's always been like a super fast player and whatever. And he's, but he's kind of like honing his game, like. Mm-hmm. Even now, he's still got loads of pace, still got loads of power. He still gets thrown all over the place, and he's only twenty percent gets the free kicks for them. There's Don't get me started game. on that one in the first half where the lineman's right <laughs> in front of it. Oh yeah. my god, that was so bad, <laughs> terrible. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I mean. It's, it's it's like a different set of rules for most hard in it, but like the, the stuff like that where he has maybe lost a touch of pace in terms of how rapid he was, but in terms of overall play, holding up the ball, even if he's not in the game, he still scores a couple of goals, i.e. Everton. Um, and there's just, um, yeah, there's loads of good stuff that Mo Salah does. And we just, like you said, we need to appreciate what he's doing right now because, yeah, like you said, he won't be around forever. So we need to keep these dialogues going and just kind of, um, yeah, appreciate um, what, what he's doing. And, yeah, that kind of brings us on to, like, the graphic you sent me about uh, the teams, like the end of the game and stuff, like in terms of what the um, the overall analysis and there's some interesting stuff in there in terms of what how Liverpool did and like passing accuracy and all that type of stuff. Yeah, so if you look at just the game stats, um, obviously Liverpool it's fairly dominantly in Liverpool's favour. So the XG Liverpool's XG was about three point two, Nottingham Forest not point four five. So three nil was what the expected goal score pretty much was. Um, uh, so Liverpool actually underperforming a little bit there with 3.2 and and you actually have to look at some of the chances and maybe they could have scored a fourth or a fifth but uh, yeah it's it's actually a good sign it's not a bad sign to be underperforming your your expected goals which a lot of people think it is it, it shows that Liverpool created a lot of chances in the game 21 shots eight on target four big chances uh, scored three of them of course 
Um, but yeah, passing accuracy was at nearly 90%, 89.8% for Liverpool. Possession was 72.6%. So you can see basically how dominant a, a performance this was, which, you know, no disrespect to Nottingham Forest, but if Liverpool want to compete where they have been competing under Klopp for titles, these are the kind of stats you want to see. That's how dominant Liverpool have to be at home against teams who might finish in the bottom half of the table. Um, that's that's the kind of stats Liverpool are going to have to start to to maintain. Um, so yeah, it, it it was a that's statistically a very pleasing, and it matches what we saw on the pitch as well. I don't think anyone would disagree that three 0 was a fair reflection of the game. That's for sure. Yeah. So then, in terms of like Nunes, then because some of the stats you sent over about his performance and yeah, like, like we were saying earlier, like box office, but. It was it was an all action performance. He was involved in the first, obviously gets the goal with the second. But um yeah, I think that the most interesting one on this is the is the passing accuracy, which is is quite nice. Yeah, so for those who can't see the stats basically he had so the stats were showing he had five shots, one point one five XG, so we expected to score about once and he did. Chances created one, but his passes he completed 16 out of his 17 passes, 94% passing accuracy, which for Darwin Nunez is not something for any striker, really, because strikers are in a position where they're often having to play trickier passes and they don't have as many teammates to play easy passes, five-yard passes. to. So to, for, to see him at 94.1%, I mean, it speaks to how dominant Liverpool were in terms of possession and, and, and able to get him on the ball in, in good areas. Um, but yeah, I think that's really good. All five of his um, shots were in the first half, which was very funny. Um, he had about half time. He had as many shots as he had passes, uh, five. So, um, but then obviously, I think at two 0 then Liverpool kind of took the foot off the gas and stopped. So that's why he. That's more the reason he didn't then have another shot in the second half. But still, five shots over a game is still a lot, let alone a half. Um, to get one point one five xg as well, which is well above what any player will average over the season um, in a game. So, yeah, he's statistically had a very good game and, and it's nice to see him rewarded with a goal as well. Even if it was a tap-in, it's still nice to see him getting on the score sheet. Yeah, it happens. We'll, t- we'll take them all day, uh, especially he's, he's in the right positions. And the, the runs he makes as well, like he, the space, like he's always he's always on the edge and he always makes the run. So it's like if you've got, like like the Trent and Zobis, like Salah now doing creating. I mean, he always has created, but he's, he's he seems to be getting more and more involved in that type of stuff. When you've yeah. got someone like Darwin Nunes, who's willing to always run in behind, all you got to do is look up, play the ball into the space. You know, he's got enough pace and power to get on the end of it, and either has a shot on goal or he can create for something for someone someone else. So again, it just pr- again proves how how important. He is for us, and I think Klopp's referenced that recently, like how happy he is and getting involved in the team, and he's he's involved in everything. Which is again, when it's when it's when it's Darwin Nunes, you're always you're always a little bit more happier than for him than everyone else, just because the, yeah. the critics he's adding stuff. So it is always a little bit nicer and sweeter when he does and he does good stuff in a game. And then yeah, like we were saying before, we'll save the best to last. Then and again, Darwin Nunes is involved in this one, and 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 Mo Salah and there. Their combos and the combinations that they've had this season. Um, I think there's the stat about like um, all Nunez's assists have been um, yeah. for Salah. But then, mm-hmm. yeah, the one you sent me over about their involvement together, I think it just goes to prove how how in tune they are as well. I think that's and it's a it's a promising signs, isn't it? Even mm-hmm. hopefully, if Salah stays longer than next season, then they can 
create as much as they want together because they're both both goal scorers and they both know what each other needs to get into those areas. Yeah, they seem to be on the same wavelength a lot of times, don't they? And they seem to understand each other, which is really good to see. Bear in mind, they've only played together for a year and a half-ish. Um, so, uh, yeah, as you mentioned, all Nunes has eight assists for Liverpool for this season, four last season, all eight have been for Mo Salah goals, which is amazing, really, that that's happened. It's not often you'll get that where eight in a row are all for the, for the same player, let alone your first eight at the club. Um but the stat that we're going to talk about here is how often they actually create chances for each other. So they've created 14 chances for each other this season. Nunez has done five to Salah. Salah's done nine in return for Nunez. Uh, and in, in about 400 minutes on the pitch together. So they're creating a chance for each other less than every half an hour that they play together. Um, so three times a game-ish. There's no other pair in the Premier League that have played at least 300 minutes together who are on less than 45 minutes, so more than one and a half. The closest is Moussa Diaby and Ollie Watkins at Aston Villa. They're at 46 minutes per chance created for each other. They've actually 17, 17 chances are created for each other is the most. So that's just above Nunes and Salah on 14. But they've played nearly twice the amount of minutes. So minutes per Nunes and Salah are, are well ahead, like three times per night. I'd be amazed if they can keep that up the whole season, really, because it's that higher a sort of rate. Um, some interesting combos in the list, if you look at the top 10 as well, is Eze and Eduard at Crystal Palace there every 52 minutes. Jotter and Sobersly, who I wouldn't have thought when I was looking at this, they're, they're, they're eighth in the list for this every 62 minutes, which is an interesting little combo that you wouldn't have necessarily thought in, in your mind. Oh, yeah, they create a lot of chances for one another, but clearly they are. Um, but not as frequently as Nunez and Salah every every half an hour, which, you know, I just, I just want to see Nunez continue to get a run of games alongside Salah. Uh, and and to see that relationship blossom. Yeah, I, I was surprised when when you sent me over the list, and I, I was just having a look down and saw Jotter and Zobersly. I was like, that's a bit of a bit of a mad one because I think because yeah, the onus and the I guess the focus is on on Nunes and Salah all the time. That Jotter, mm. of course, playing more games, of course, last game because of Diaz being unavailable, but getting more game time as well. And Zobersly kind of again, I think that speaks to uh, how. All actions obviously is because he's generally yeah. on that right hand side. Jota's usually on the left hand side or through the middle. He's but he's picking up obviously those areas or he's able to find those gaps where he can play balls yeah. through to to Jota. So I think that speaks to how just yeah how many good players we've got now. Really, to, I mean, like you said, there's other there's others in the list there, but the fact that yeah, even sixty two minutes for those two, a, a chance every sixty two minutes is still. It's still very good, isn't it, in terms of what Liverpool yeah. are trying to trying to achieve this season? Yeah, you, like I said, there's only one in the list below 45 minutes. You, you generally 60 minutes is a really good relationship if you're creating, and 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 I know it doesn't sound good. That's what one every or two every um sort of one one every hour doesn't seem that long, and when the game's an hour and a half, but that it's not often players combined combined for chances that that often. Um, so six, if you're about 60 minutes, you've obviously got that good understanding where you're creating chances for one another. Um, I mean, a lot of these chances created might be Jota just laying it off and Sobers like hitting it from 30 yards. So I'm not saying um, it, they're all amazing chances and it might, might be different if you run big chances. But I think with Nunes and Salah, a lot of them are really good um, chances. You actually look at the one that for Jota's first goal against Forest at the weekend, 
Salah's played Nunez away and it was a tightish angle. It wasn't an easiest shot, but it was a good, it was a really good opportunity. It wasn't like a on oh, a, a 20 yard pop shot where he's less likely to score. It was a it was a good run through from Nunez and, and well found from Salah. So that's what pleased me most about the Salah and, and Nunez link up is they it's they create good chances for one another. Um and that helps Liverpool to then obviously score a lot more goals. Yeah, and I just want to go back to Sal a little bit because I've just been looking at like um, the top scorers and assists in the uh, Premier League. Of course, Haaland's top with 11 goals, but you've got Salah and Son on eight, um, but then you, Mo Salah's got four assists. So in terms of like the, the most amount of goal contributions in, in the Premier League so far, that's Salah's, Salah's top on 12, which is, again, it's... <laughs> It's funny because like Son's having a great season, scored eight, eight goals and and got one assist. But everyone's like, oh, Son's having a having a great season. But then when it's when you, when people talk about Salah, it's like, yeah, it's Mo Salah. When it's like, yeah, but he need, he still needs the same plaudits because he's still yeah. he's still doing the stuff. He's still scoring the goals. He's still getting involved. And I yeah. I think I just think it's the the levels that he's set. I guess of of have been a rod for his own back in a, in a weird in a weird way because of how many goals he scored, but. He's well on his way to scoring another load of goals this season for Liverpool, yeah. isn't he? He's already on ten in all competitions, and it's October, so he's, he's taken two months to get to ten. He's hit thirty in each of the last three seasons. I'd love him to get there again, um, and and get thirty in four seasons in a row would be ridiculous. Um, there's not many players even capable of that, let alone to achieve it. Um, so yeah, I'd love him to get to thirty. Obviously, he goes away for African Cup of Nations in. January stuff. So he misses a couple of Premier League games. He misses F- early FA Cup. But he might not play anyway. Um, I think the League Cup semi final. If Liverpool do get there, we're obviously playing Bournemouth this week. Um, in that, so if Liverpool to get the semi final, he'd miss. He'd miss that for African Cup of Nations. So that sort of hurts him in his chances of getting to thirty goals because he'll miss a few games, and we don't know how fit he'll be when he came. Because last time he went to. African Cup of Nations, Egypt kept going to extra time and <laughs> penalty shootouts and the, the amount of minutes, they were never going to sub him, were they? So the amount of minutes he was playing, so we, we hope he doesn't go to extra time. I'd love him to win it, but please do it without going to extra time. <laughs> if you can, <laughs> try to do it in the 90 minutes. because um, So it, 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 it affected him that season as well because he scored slightly fewer when he came back. He still hit 30 goals that season. Um, but yeah, it'll just make it a bit harder this season. But I, I would love him to get there. Yeah, I think it's the perfect place to end end the show. Uh, talking about Mo Salah once again. It's not a not a stat show. We don't spend sixty percent or seventy percent of the time talking about Mo Salah. And I think we've achieved yeah. that again, Mike. So fair play. Um, but yeah, nice one for jumping on Mike as always. If you're not following Mike on Twitter, then please go and do it. I'll put all of the details in the description on the show so you can go and give me a follow on Twitter. But yeah, as always, Mike, thanks for jumping on. Thanks everyone for listening. As always, we appreciate it. These stat shows are, I'm just going to keep keep going with them. Mike's always nice enough to jump on with me. And of course, when Liverpool win games and there's loads to talk about and loads of good stuff, then it's always nice and juicy to get stuck into what Liverpool are doing. So it's always good stuff. But yeah, as always, appreciate it. And we'll see you all very soon. Nice one. I'm Jamie Carragher, and you are listening to the Copite Podcast.
Podcast Network.